Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend and coach, John Opaluski. John, how are you doing today? Jim, I'm doing great. Good. I, you know, I really enjoyed uh, the last podcast where we, we talked about bringing stuff with us through this whole uh, COVID crisis and the quarantine and all the different things that what has God been teaching us and bringing us with us out of it? Could you just kind of recap a little bit what, what the, we were talking about six different stones. We're comparing it to Joshua 4, taking the stones out of the Jordan River, building an altar at Gilgal out of those things, an altar of remembrance and sacrifice. And and you mentioned three, and today we have three more. What were the first three? So, Jim, the, the first one was a hybrid of in-person and online touches uh, for churches, especially that. We, we believe that the, actually the de facto standard moving forward is going to be this hybrid of in-person gatherings and uh, weekly online touches. And we feel that the weekly online touches are really going to um, be more and more outsider focused, more and more attuned to people who are pre-Christian. So that was the first one. Uh, the second one was we think attendance patterns, or maybe we said we hope attendance patterns would improve. Um, uh, you know, there's something about not being able to have something that you're used to having for a while, and it creates it creates something. It creates hunger for that, or it, it creates a, um, uh, this idea like, man, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed being together with people that I love and uh, that are like-minded. So that was the second one. And then the third one was a third stone that we felt is impactful to bring forward is dependence on God for real. For real. Not yeah. just hey, you know, the, the spiritual language of that, but deep in our heart that we're centered on the fact that I can't do anything of yeah. lasting value apart from Jesus Christ. So those are the three stones, Jim. And, 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 and you know, Jim, I, I, I think we said this in the last pod, and if we didn't, I, I'd like to just say it right now. If, if we as leaders go back to business as usual, when the quarantine lifts and we're able to gather together without restrictions, we will have wasted a tremendous opportunity yes. that's been given to us by God. Yeah, I, I agree. I, mean, I just talked about this, that there, there's two things that, that uh, Paul talks about with timing. There's what's called the idios kairos, the, the opportune moment, the waiting, long-awaited fulfillment where it all comes together. And there's what the exaggerazos kairos, which, which Paul uh, uses in Corinthian, or yeah, Colossians and Ephesians, where he says, make the most of every opportunity. And the thought was waiting for the opportunity that God brings your way. And the other one was bringing God into every opportunity and making it time. It's making it this the time. And I, I agree completely. If we, if we miss this opportunity to expand the gospel, to answer questions, to, to be salt, to be light, we have neglected uh, one of the greatest seasons of harvest in my lifetime uh, because we were confused with everybody else. And we need to seize this, these moments, uh, make the most of these opportunities here and now. So, right. so we enjoyed that, the, the three stones you talked about last week. Today, we're getting into the next three stones. Yeah. And uh, give, us, give us your first one. This will be number four. Okay, so this first one is one that um, I, um, 
We'll confess. <laughs> I struggle with greatly. Yes. And that is patience with delay. Yeah. In parentheses, the word darn it is next to it, right? Right. Like, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe this, Jim, you know, that God's sense of timing is almost always different than ours. Yeah. And almost always slower uh, than ours. And, and the question is moving forward, will we learn to handle delay uh, more maturely? You know, when, when God, seems slow to respond. You know, I, I remember praying early in the, in the epidemic or pandemic, God deliver us, you know, God free us from this, you know, bring healing and, and all of that. And I haven't stopped praying for that, but my, I guess my, the motivation behind that prayer, if I could be, uh, you know, obviously more, even more transparent is I just want out of this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get me out. And, and, and I feel like the Lord's saying, you know what, John, and not just me, but I believe a lot of folks, a lot of leaders is I want you to learn patience. It's one of the fruit of the spirit, I, I believe, um, in times of delay. You know, Jim, this, this phrase keeps coming to me as, I, as I'm quiet and reflecting. And it's this phrase, delay, not destruction. Yeah. that this time where we feel like it's sometimes we feel like we're on hold to some degree, although I know a lot of people are just, you know, like you yourself have got a lot going on during this time. I think if we look at this as a divine delay, that this is not intended to destroy us. It's not mm -hmm. intended for evil against the church but it's a time of delay. It's a time for us to reflect. It's a time right. for us to let God teach us what he wants us to learn. I think that would be a proper stone to pull out of the Jordan River right. uh, moving forward. I heard a pastor say that there's three possible answers to prayer that God legitimately can use anyone he chooses, which is yes, no, or grow. And I, I think we all know the yes and no. But when the answer is, I'm actually using the environment to grow your faith, the environment to grow your trust in me, the environment to grow, you know, your godliness. That's, I think I like the answer. Yes. I don't mind the answer. No. The one that bugs me the most <laughs> is grow because I know that I'm the problem. I, I'm, I'm yeah. the issue. It isn't, it isn't, you know, God's not going to change to make me happy. I'm going to change and become happy. And that's, that's the best thing he can do for me is say no or grow. Uh, when I really wanted to hear yes. Hmm. Yeah. So that's number four. What, what's, the, what's the next one here? So this fifth one uh, is, is the understanding that some things mm -hmm. should die yeah. in the, on the other side of the Jordan, right? And in the wilderness, there are yeah. some things that should die. And, and Jim, um, I think this is something you really have some good thoughts on. So I'd, I'd like to just kind of release the mic to you. Yeah. And let you talk to this fifth one. You know, we're, we're using the example of Israel coming out of Egypt and into the promised land. As they understand geography, it, they could have walked from point A to point B in 40 days. Mm. So why 40 years? Why, why did it yeah. take that long? And the answer is because an entire generation of unbelief, an entire generation of disobedience, an entire generation of, of slavery mindsets could not enter the promised land and hold it. So if slaves take the promised land, they go there looking for a new master. 
if pagans take the promised land, they go there forming their idols. If, if disobedient, rebellious people take the promised land, they, they make God's promises the same as the environment of the wilderness. So God used the wilderness as a place for, for things to die. And I think during this, you know, my self-reliance, my plans, my agenda, my goals for the year. <laughs> Remember New Year's Eve where we all set goals and we all threw them away about March because they, they don't apply anymore. I, in I, church planting, in pastoring, in fathering, in our budget, in, I mean, every plan yeah, we yeah. started the year with is now gone. And so all of that, I'm so smart, I'm so wise, I'm building, I'm growing, I'm, is now, it's, it's all died a horrible, agonizing death. And, and, and so be it. Um, we listen daily for, for daily words of, of direction and encouragement. We, we look daily for daily bread to fall from heaven. That's the stuff. That's the stuff that God was using the wilderness. I don't think God wants us to die in a desert, but he, he, won't, he won't neglect an environment to produce in us what he wants us to be and to kill in us what's killing us already. Right. So my, my fears were killing me. This environment of daily fear is, I, I've, had to, I've had to crucify the daily fears because it's just too much to carry. I, sanity is not one of, the, one of the options if you carry, you know, what if questions with you in abundance. So when you're done with all the what if questions, what you have to end up with is the what is promises. So what if this lasts a year? Okay, well, what is a year from now is the faithfulness of God? Well, what if people stop giving? What if people stop attending? What if people, what if my congregation gets sick and dies? Okay, but what is, is the promises of God. And so the, the weight of a, of a mountain of what if questions is relieved as soon as you trust the what is promises of God. And so that's what we've learned. There are some things I never want to go back to that this season has, it, just, it was just too painful to carry it. And I don't want to pick right. it up again when, when life goes back to normal. So that's, I think another stone we're taking with us is, man, right. don't let, let some things just don't even mourn them. <laughs> just, just let their bones rot in the wilderness and move forward. Right. You know, Jim, you and I had been talking about this, this one a bit. Um, and you, you had mentioned to me that some of the things you want to leave in the wilderness is, is busyness and overcommitment. Yeah. Um, uh, being detached uh, from people, yeah. uh, which I think those two have a lot in common. <laughs> um, yeah. You know that uh, busyness gets in the way of re of replenishing relationships. I think the thing I've missed the most in the last six weeks is the ability for face to face contact with the people in my life. I'll thank the Lord. Laura's in my life, and and you know we're. Uh, talking and, and sharing and we have that face-to-face -face and, and that's awesome but um, the uh, what I've really missed besides that is is the ability to sit down and have a coffee with yeah. a friend and yes. just talk about what God's speaking to us about or something we're dealing with that with, that's frustrating us uh, uh, the ability to to talk about with like-minded people, you know, that, that uh, are, I like talking to people who have got dreams, you know, and they, they think, man, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this part of my life and God's been speaking to me about how he wants to use me there. And that just to me is such an energizing uh, uh, force. And so, and so, yeah, what needs to stay behind? I'm sure the answer to that question is going to be as varied as the number of people who listen to this podcast. And I, I would say that as we come out of this season, the temptation is going to be, right, 
to fill up that calendar, almost, almost right. overwhelm yourself because of the lack. So I would, I would really encourage people to kind of moderate. You, we get to recreate what's going to be called normal piece yes. by piece. Let's, let's, if we found mistakes, let's, let's leave them in the past and let's move forward, you know, crafting our new normal with, yep. with a proper balance that I, honestly, I was just out of balance. And this is, mm -hmm. there's a temptation to be out of balance other ways in this season. But I, the thought of, of going back to what was normal uh, eight weeks ago, I'm just, I just can't do it. I, I don't want to. It's not in me to do it. Um, I've learned a lot about myself. You don't know how, how tired you are until you get rest. And then you realize, I haven't felt this good in a long time. And you go, wait a minute. How long did I feel bad? And that, and that was normal. It wasn't bad. It was normal. So, and the same thing's yeah. true with relationships and time and you know, already people are like, hey, we do this evening meeting, this evening meeting, so working all day and then working all night. So just, no, I, I choose to not go back to that. I, I, I love my family. I have been quarantined. I've been imprisoned uh, with my wife, and I love it. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a prison. It's a vacation. Like, we're talking again. Like, we, you know, we, we always loved each other, but a lot of it was just being, let's go see a movie. You know, why? Because we've used all of our words. And now we, you know, we go for a drive just to be together outside of our house. And we talk the entire time. I mean, this yeah. has been so good for my marriage. I just don't want to get it all crowded out again where we're so burned out. By the end of the day, we just eat pizza and watch reruns, you know? So. And, and Jim, you know, if I could just one more thing on this stone. I know we spent a lot of time on it, but I think it's so important. Jim, I don't know if we're able to hold ourselves accountable to that by ourselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. I need I need you in my life to tell me, John, knock it off. Yeah. You're falling into old patterns and you need me in your life saying, Jim, you know, you just told me three weeks ago you weren't going back down this path. What are you doing? Uh, do you do you agree with that? I, I do. I think we the lies that adults tell themselves is that after this things will go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And and we tell ourselves that until the day we die. Uh, when, when this is done, when this season's over with, when the kids are, when the retirement, when as soon as I'm done with, uh, you know, fill in the rest of that sentence, uh, things will go back to normal. I'm convinced that if we're not careful, the only thing normal about our lives will be a setting on our dryer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Called yep. normal. Everything else is, is chaos. It's what we call chaotic. We jokingly at our staff call it chaotic. It's organized chaos. Um, <laughs> the problem is there, there's just no margin in organized chaos. Because there's always the unorganized chaos that needs your immediate attention. And the, yesterday, I had, I had the afternoon off. I spent the entire afternoon in a series of very difficult counseling situations. I woke up this morning to three more demands on my time. And I, I went in, I had my staff meeting this morning. I said, guys, he, I, we talked about how to come out of this, this current season, not back to the old season. And we just, we set up some boundaries. We set up some schedules. We set up some budgets. We, you know, we, we made sure to put in the date nights and the dinner parties and the, you know, every, all the stuff that we need first, and then being able to be in a position where you say, listen, I can't help you. Like, that's the most mm -hmm. difficult thing for someone is to say, you need counseling. You need, you need a year of counseling. And I'm not a counselor. I'm a general practitioner that's going to point you towards the person that needs to remove that tumor from your soul. You need an oncologist. You need a surgeon. You don't need a, so that's not me. And I used to be, I'm everybody's savior. And man, I'm telling you, I'm getting sick trying to get everybody healthy. And how unsatisfying it is when you don't help them, they wasted their trust. They should have gone to a trained professional. You know, and this is just one, one example of a thousand things that could trip us up. So let's, yep. as we go back to the season of filling our blanks, let's remember 
there was some stuff that was very unhealthy that was normal. And uh, we, we need to, I love teaching the word. I love Jesus. I love you. Let's start there. And, mm-hmm. and from there, we'll fill in some other blanks. That's so good. Now we, we're running out of time here, but I know you've got a sixth stone. So I want to hit you with that one. What do you think? Yeah, we'll get, the, we'll get to this one real quick, Jim. Here's the sixth one. A, a renewed sense of profound appreciation and gratefulness for the people who are part of our church. Yeah. That's, a long, that's a long one. But it's, can, can I shorten it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm so lonely. I even miss the mean people. That, that's, <laughs> that's what that's saying. <laughs> oh, boy. So our, our teammate, uh, teammate Jamie Halavin spent a great deal of time on this one for us, and she really developed it. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things that we've noticed together is how impressed we are with God's people during this season, for the most part, right? I mean, yeah. they've been extremely generous. They, they volunteered at feeding programs and gone to jobs as essential staff uh, to help keep the community uh, fed and healthy and uh, you name it. You know, some of them serve as first responders and and uh, and and I, I see people calling each other, texting each other, doing FaceTime with each other. And and so Jamie was was really rehearsing this uh, with you and I uh, as, as something we want to bring forward into this next season, the sense of appreciation uh, for each other. And, and so Jamie gave us a couple of ways to actually do that. And I just want to, I just want to mention those real quick. How do you do that? One is to pray for them Yeah, on a, on a regular basis, you know, during, during your daily prayer time, thanking God for your church family, thanking God that, and, and not just saying, God, thank you for my church family. It's God, thank you for Andy. Thank you. Yeah for jeff thank you for rob you know and these are people who are close to me that that i miss and i haven't seen face to face in in two months almost now so praying for them you know the more i pray for somebody usually not all the time but most of the time the more my heart grows toward that person right and 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 there's just a deeper sense of appreciation for them so that's one way we can actually practically take that stone forward and here's another one is just to encourage uh, uh, people who need to be encouraged comfort people who need to be comforted and uh, challenge people who need to be challenged right um and so we've been doing that you know uh through the phone we've been doing it through zoom and facetime and we are telling people what we admire about them uh you know some people have lost and we're grieving with them. Some people right. are discouraged because their business is really struggling, you know, and yeah. so we're there to help them and, and bolster that up. But, you know, if, if we could bring anything forward, I hope, we hope, it's a deep appreciation for the people that God has put in our lives that are our family, part of our, our spiritual family. I love that. And I think, again, that, that appreciation. I miss people. I, yeah. I miss my friends. I don't know that I have the emotional capacity right now to be in a large group of people all chattering and whining. It was so normal two months ago. And I think we're gonna have to ease our way, you know, back into those large group settings. It would be a little shocking uh, right now, but I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hug somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or handshake somebody and not have to worry about touching my face. I just, right. yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to the home. So John, thank you for these, these six stones, man. Just, good, meaty, heartfelt, root, 
you know, vine and branch teachings that have been so helpful to us. Thank you for that. As you look forward to pod 36 now, um, I, I love the topic. And this topic we had actually before a lot of this broke out, we've been waiting to release this one or to record this one. Right. But tell us a little bit about pod 36 and where you really, I think it is, is as important, if not more important now than if we would have released it two months ago. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So the title is called Maintaining Spiritual Hunger and, and Why It Matters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jim, it's weird, isn't it? How our relationship with God can get squeezed out by our leadership responsibilities. <laughs> it just seems so weird, right? You know what? That might be shocking. If you're not a pastor, what he just said was sometimes like being a pastor makes it hard to be a, a Christian or a believer or a, a passionate follower, an individual who follows Jesus. Yeah. It, it can become professional. It can become overwhelming. It can become demanding. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, you know, in our times with the Lord, Jim can become solely for sermon development. Yes. And and then we get ourselves in trouble. So that's what we're going to talk about, you know, how to develop that, how to maintain hunger for God and why you should care about it. Love it. Well, John, thank you. We look forward to that. Uh, as always, guys, uh, we would love to continue this conversation with you. I know many of you are using this for your staff development times. Some of you are just using it as a, something you drive to work with in the morning. But share this, like this, uh, get this into people's lives wherever it, it fits. We would, we're just honored that you allow us to be a part of uh, this season with you. And we hope that everything that we're doing is, is uh, providing a real benefit to you and the people that you serve as well. So convergecoach.com. If you have any questions, thoughts, want to communicate in any way, we would love to hear from you. In the meantime, on behalf of John Opaluski, myself, and the whole Converge team, God bless you. You're in our prayers. We hope that you will continue during this season to lead from alignment.